This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. And today we're going to talk about... You said you wanted to talk about what exactly is practical prayer. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it in an earlier episode, but I want to talk about it some more. Yeah, and the easy answer is that it's five or seven steps. And you can learn the formula for the the prayer that way. But more importantly, practical prayer is an instrument, a tool or a technique for creating a new intention, a new idea in consciousness, a new motivating force that's going to activate the creative power that has created everything. The purpose of a practical prayer is to activate the creative power that responded when the infinite said, let there be light, and use that for bringing something new into our experience. So one is very practical and one is very esoteric, which do you want to talk about first? Okay, so that was way too deep to go any further. Let's go back. <laughs> you want to just start with the five steps? <laughs> no, we'll, no. We'll pick away at it a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't want to start with the five steps. Because when you said the ter- use the term formula, there's a ton of formulas out there. You know, pick one. This is not that. This is about, I want to talk about your, your mindset about what prayer is and what to expect from it and why, and why this is, in new thought, prayer is different. Most of the difference, and we talk about this a lot, most of the difference is is who or what we're praying to. Mm -hmm. So the first key that makes a practical prayer important is that when we turn our attention to that infinite creative power, whether it's spirit or God or nature or the Big Bang or whatever it is, that source that created everything. In New Thought, we are always looking within. It is not a power that's outside of me. It is not a power that created stuff that's separate from itself. That is the whole idea of a unity teaching or a philosophy. There is one, and that one is expressing and sharing and revealing itself as everything in creation. Everything in the universe is that divine presence, is God itself showing up in specific or particular form. And I say particular because it's made of the particles. Our physical science makes us think that everything is made of particles. And so as long as we're going with particles, then it's a particular form. So that's why we say God is all there is. Yeah. Okay. So now we understand, and most of us, uh, I can't speak for everybody, but the idea is that you're somehow 
getting in touch with God, wherever you think God is out there in the cosmos or internally. We know God is internal, but that's the whole point. But understanding the who-ness of God lets us know what we can realistically expect from the prayer experience. Yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The teaching of unity actually made things very simple for me. One is a really, really easy number to deal with. If there's one power, one source, one everything, then obviously it's all that one and it all fits together in some way that makes sense. It is, to me, impossible to think that there could be two. For example, there can't be God and Satan and that's it. It's an infinite universe. So if there were more than one, then it would have to be infinite. There would have to be so many, many different influential forces that are all interacting and competing with each other. And then who's in charge? Well, if God's in charge, then God's the one, in which case everything is subject to God, in which case it's right back to one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So our ego self tells us that perhaps there is this infinite creative power this God presence and it's possible to create good for everywhere except the three feet around me that somehow it doesn't apply to me in a teaching of oneness. We are all part of the one sometimes really in the groove, really feeling it, really connected, really aware of our creativity, of our intelligence, of our divine nature, and sometimes completely forgetting it sometimes being just woefully unaware of the divinity within. Okay, so let's let's assume that me and anybody who's listening are on point with who God is, the one. We we get that part. Okay, that's a that's a lovely assumption. I like going with that. <laughs> now, I enter into the picture. Okay. And I want to in the uh, traditional church is I want to talk to God. Okay. And the expectation is God will talk back, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to talk about that, what feels like a fine line there. In order for me to have any particular expectation, I have to have an understanding, a mindset of what's going to happen here. So I know that God is one, and I know that, you know, God and I are inseparable. What can I expect from that? Does the life that I live, the kind of person that I am, have anything to do with that relationship or that oneness with God? Um, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> you know, like if I'm a jerk, right, and I'm, I'm going to get into a practical prayer. And, and I'm approaching this thing, but I'm, I'm a real jerk. I'm not going to approach it very confidently. It depends on, on the awareness of somebody. I'm not going to use you as the jerk. Thank you. I, I'd like to be a little bit more gentle with my language. And maybe we'll talk about that some other time, about abusive language, which is just describing a problem in the second person. But we'll discuss that some other time. The reason that I said yes and no is because we are all using this one creative power to create our life experience. Now, Jesus said, as you believe, so it's done. 
and that's what's in operation. If I believe that the world is filled with jerks and I act like a jerk, then jerky things are going to tend to be created in my experience. And if I don't have the belief that I can change something, then what's going to be operative is my belief that I can't change it. So I'm going to be creating the experience of life where nothing changes. That's actually using the creative power against ourselves. I can create something that I don't want or invite something that I don't want as easily as I can invite something that I do want. And the law is always responding the same way. So it's all about our belief system. And back to your first question, practical prayer is a technique for changing our belief about what's possible. Okay. But I have to believe coming into this experience before I say a word. I have to believe that anything is possible. I have you, to. You just have to believe that whatever it is that you want to have in your life is possible. We don't need all of the belief in the universe. We don't need to have that avatar level. We, we don't need to be, to be a, another prophet to understand everything to be fully enlightened before we can start using this. So anything in my life is possible. And that's the. I think we're getting close to what I'm. Cha- what the challenge is. Because you have to do a little digging into your belief system to say, okay, I'm open to possibilities as opposed to this is, you know, I hope this can happen. Maybe it'll happen. You know, I shared with you earlier in, in the traditional church, you know, you pray and I would prefer to use I terms. I would pray and supposedly have the belief that God would do this or that. But then there was that little margin of, well, I hope. And if what I have been doing, okay, so I won't use the term jerk. (laughs) If, (laughs) If what I have been doing that might not be, you know, so wonderful or looked upon favorably, is that going to get in the way of the answer to this prayer. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And because we are complete partners in this co-creative process, if I'm act, if I'm behaving in a way that I know to be not positive and life affirming, if I'm going around being a jerk, or if I am unloving or judgmental or critical or negative or having some kind of bad attitude, then my belief system is that that's what's true about me. And the experiences that are going to happen to me are the ones that are appropriate for a jerk or somebody who's mean or whatever that happens to be. So the result is the same. It's not that I have sinned and God has decided that I'm not worth it. It's like I am demonstrating that this is the sort of person I am and I have a belief of what those sorts of people experience and I keep on experiencing that because that's who I believe I am. Yes. If I want to change it, then I can, but I have to change it. Changing it meaning changing the belief. Right. Yes. And one of the fun things, and we've talked about this before, one of the fun things in this teaching is that we don't have to start by changing things that are really important. 
we don't have to start by solving world hunger. We don't have to begin by having, uh, you know, world peace or even, you know, contention amongst family members that's been there forever to somehow resolve. We can pray to find money on the ground. We can pray to get good parking spaces. We can pray for green lights. We can pray for, I think we were talking about seeing a particular brand of car, stuff that seems to be insignificant. And the reason that it's important to be able to do that is not so that I can get pennies off the ground, which, I mean, eventually that leads to $100 bills. That's a different story, too. The reason that we do it is to prove to ourselves that it works. All we need to do is the tiniest opening, that, okay, maybe that infinite power, that God presence that I think of as the guy with way too much facial hair pointing down from the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, maybe that divine presence actually is within me and within everything. Maybe those elements that we've talked about throughout scripture, throughout history, let me try identifying that power by not looking outside of myself, but looking within. If I imagine myself to be a channel of that God presence, if I imagine that when I turn my eyes towards God, I have to close them and go within. When I'm listening to that still small voice, it's not going to come down out of the clouds. It's going to be a little whisper when my ego shuts up. Let me just consider that that's possible and do a prayer for something that is pretty insignificant, but it's going to be noticeable when it happens. And then I go, oh, that was really cool. Or, oh, that was really fast. And once that happens, then we can continue to use the technique and get to things that we think of as being bigger and bigger and more and more consequential in our lives. It is a way of using this one creative power, this one tool, this practical prayer, to create whatever different experience in our life that we're looking for. A good parking space as I go downtown or my perfect job. So it is about what you believe. It is all about what you believe. And let's take a quick break and come back and talk about that. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. We've been talking about practical prayer. I and, got a belief. Little, and belief. And belief. 
So I got a story for you about belief. This happened to me just like this week. This is what happens when I hang around with my teacher. (laughs) So I wanted to, I'll tell it the way it really happened, right? I was at your meditation one morning, and which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, if I'm you're listening, yeah, you twice need to. A day, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're able, you need to get in on it. But I was there, and um, at the end, you were doing the closing part, and you were saying something, and something you said jumped out at me, and I said, I can create a class around that. Which, by the way, happens fairly often when I'm listening to you. So I said, okay, I can create a class about that. But I'm scared I'm going to forget. And I don't want to get out of the meditation experience to make a note about it because I want to stay with you. But I'm, I'm there thinking, but if I don't write this down, I'm going to forget. But I want to stay in the meditation. That's, so I said, okay, I'm going to stay in the meditation. Fast forward to when I was ready to write and use what came to me during the meditation. You know, I forgot it, right? Of course. (laughs) So I was like, no, this is not happening. I remember something was so great. I want to use it. And I was almost about to get frustrated. And I said, wait a minute. There is one mind, one mind. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have the mind of Christ. There's one mind, Ernest Holmes says, and it's my mind now. And I thought, I never heard of Jesus forgetting anything. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, I have not forgotten. And I calmed myself down and I said, it's in this one mind that's around me and I'm reaching out for it and it's coming back and it's coming back and I'm making a way for it to come back and it wasn't 30 seconds that it came back. It was right there. This like wowed me so much. It was more than hearing you, what you said that got my attention, but it was the experience that happened afterwards. You know, so this is like... You told me one time spirit just messes with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's true. But I actually thought, what do you believe about this? You are not forgetting this. You believe in that one mind. It sounds right. It feels right. Go get what you forgot. It's there. And it worked. It worked. And it worked. You reminded yourself of who you are and which team you're on, and suddenly that changed your experience. Yes. From from one of, of ignorance and frustration to one of joy and awareness. Absolutely. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, like and that. And on the grand scale, how much in the universe actually changed when that happened? Well, my world changed a lot. That's right. Know, because, because and there are, there, there are planets and other galaxies that probably were not impacted that much by it. And the reason that I say that is because huge transformational things are n- not changing anything on a galactic scale. So some people say, oh, well, I don't deserve it, or there's not enough for everybody to have what it is that I'm looking for. So that's, and that, that impacts our belief. But in the same way that this 
idea that had come to you and that you convinced yourself because you knew that if you didn't stop the meditation and write it down, you'd forget it. And the law said, yes, and you did. And then when you reminded yourself, well, the same law that let me forget it can help me remember it again. And you let go of the possibility that it was lost in your local mind and just allowed that infinite mind that was within Christ that knows everything to remember it through you. The same law responded and said, yes. And there's your best-selling class out of something that I said, which that I probably don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what it was? It was about the smorgasbord, the restaurant. Wow, oh, the restaurant. Yep. Love yeah. that one. Yeah, I loved and, it. I said, this is great. And just for everybody who's listening, imagine yourself sitting down, going to a restaurant. And there's, there's two ways of telling the story. Uh, you go to a restaurant, you see that everybody's enjoying their meal and there's no food for you. And you find out that it's a buffet and that you actually have to go get the food for yourself. And it's all there. And I think the story I was telling the other day is that if you go and you're sampling a whole bunch of things and you, for some reason, get a kale salad or something else that you don't like, and you sit down and you taste the kale salad and you say, this is awful, but you finish eating it anyway for whatever reason, and then go back and get more kale salad and then complain that this is a lousy buffet or a horrible smorgasbord, you got to go to the desserts. <laughs> <laughs> It was Go priceless. Get, some, you know, get a get a Swedish meatball. You don't need to eat all the kale. It's a choice. Yeah. So that's um that's a good reason not to miss the meditation in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the steps to practical prayer are important. Um not because practical prayer is the only way to activate the in, infinite creative power in the universe but because it's a really, really effective way to learn them. At the heart of a practical prayer, and I'm gonna go over the steps again because it's that crucial, uh, and they're detailed in the practical prayer book, and the core of a practical prayer is an affirmation, which we call the realization step, and that's actually the third one that we get to. And the difference between an affirmation where I'm claiming something for myself, like I am prosperous, you know, I have all the money that I need and an additional 20 grand, when I say that as an affirmation and I don't believe it, then my belief system is stuck on what I believe, which is that I don't deserve all of this good. What I do in a practical prayer is instead of just starting with the affirmation, I start by turning myself, as we've been discussing, to the infinite power that creates everything. In this case, I'm going to turn to this. This is infinite abundance. This is a power that has created billions of galaxies each of them with billions of stars, each of them with planets, and just on this planet with all of the stuff that's here, all of the rich and richness and diversity, every molecule, every atom created by this one sharing itself. And it created me. And since there's one power and presence, that one is sharing itself as me as well. And since I have a conscious awareness, then we get into the second step. Since I have conscious awareness and I am created by this one, then I too have access to all of that creative power that exists everywhere. And then I get to my affirmation step. Now I claim I am prosperous, but my belief system is not limited to what I've thought about myself so far. Now it's like God has 20 grand. <laughs> God has more. And if God lets 20 grand extra land in my accounts, then not going to change the rest of the world. That's perfectly okay. So it is a very efficient and effective way of getting ourselves from uh, an experience that we're not liking into a state of belief that we can have something different. And as soon as we get to that point, 
we go into a state of gratitude. So we are accepting that with gratitude, thankful for the process, thankful for the awareness, and then we let it go. I don't have to keep this in mind anymore. I don't need to think about it anymore. I don't need to turn it into a mantra that I can do, you know, 70 or 100 times or 108 times every time I turn around. It's done. In the same way that the infinite said, let there be light, and there was light. God didn't have to go back and check the bulb. There was light, there is light, it, it's done. And that's the simple, the, the most straightforward path that I've found of getting into that new belief system, that new awareness, that, that state of consciousness where this good is available and it's mine and it's on the way. So that was the pocket guide to a five-step practical prayer. There's no such thing as a pocket guide to that. <laughs> you get, what changed it for me was the first step. God is all there is. I had to work with that a little bit. But just working with that, knowing God is all there is, changed my perception of God. And that that was that was critically that was a critically important place to, to be pivot. I think you used the term pivot. Yeah. That changed everything because I had a perception that God was good and nice and merciful, all that you know, all the good stuff. But it was good based on your deservedness, right? And so studying it this way. God is good regardless of anything that you are. And actually, whatever you think you are, it, it shrinks. It doesn't really matter that much, juxtaposed to the universe. You know, so you curse somebody out. Might not be the nicest thing you want to do, but nothing happened in the world because of it. You know? Or maybe you that that time through you learned you don't want to be that guy or that gal yeah, who's you, cursing people out. It's like that doesn't feel good. But that that's you. That's not like God saying, I'm gonna get you. You know, right. you're gonna to have to serve some time for that. <laughs> <laughs> because I went from you know, in the traditional church, you know, there's heaven and hell and you know, all that. And I, that didn't work well for me, so I settled it this way, because I couldn't see why one bad deed would, or however you want to look at it, would get you a sentence to hell for an eternity. So I settled it in my mind that you just have to do some time, and the time might be <laughs> <laughs> might be based on the severity of your your you know crappy behavior, but. And you thought it's not like that. It doesn't, and I, and it's not a license to just go around and be a jerk. You know, that's not it. It's who I am and God in me that makes a difference. As we get into the practical effects of the spiritual practice, there are some things that, that show up because it is all happening according to what's in your belief system, in each of our belief systems. If I'm acting like a jerk and I know I'm acting like a jerk, then I have a belief that there are jerks in the world and that I'm okay with that. And what will happen is the people who I attract into my life will tend to be jerks 
And if I do a prayer for something undesirable to happen to somebody else, it will tend to have a boomerang effect and happen to me first. So there's a built-in incentive once we understand this process to get into alignment with being the sort of person acting like behaving as the sort of person who we want to be because that's changing our life. That's our belief. If I want to be around loving and supportive and enthusiastic and fun and smart people, then I need to put myself in alignment with that and maybe uh, become a good and smart and, and, and loving person. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, yeah, once I, once I understand that this is what's going on, that this is all, everything's happening in my life is an inside job, then it makes sense to look within. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and some, and I know we'll get to this in some later episode, but it's, I'm one with God, but the work is to undo the things that I thought about myself in terms of being worthy to be one with God. You know, because in the traditional church, the idea is God can't be in this in the same place that sin is or ugliness is or anything that is opposed to God. God can't be in the same place. Or there's a scripture that that was used to scare the hell out of everybody. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And depends hmm. on how you say that, you know. But the way it's say it said in the traditional church you know, that puts the fear of God right in you. But the other thing is, if you say it and your perspective, if you see things in a loving way, it isn't a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. It's really cool, you know. Yeah, and, and, and we don't fall, we're there. We, exactly, exactly. And when we, when we fall into the hands of a living God, I think that means that we're becoming aware of it. From a new thought perspective, yes. Yeah. And my notion is that everything in scripture, everybody's scripture, is either historical, metaphorical, or metaphysical. And unfortunately, they're not labeled. So it's possible to have three different perspectives on anything that happens anywhere in scripture. And because they're not labeled, there's, it, it's ripe for confusion. Well, somebody has to tell, you know, somebody that there are three different ways of looking at it. Oh, and then they need to believe it. Yeah, yeah, unless there is reason why you don't want that belief or that knowledge. You know, if you want to just say it's historical and that works for the, that's the end game, works for your end game, then that's another thing. But now you're talking about telling people the truth. Right, well, now we're, we're, we're back to spirituality or religion and is my practice to get closer to my awareness of the oneness that's, that exists and my connection with God? Or is it to control people and be the one that they turn to for their absolution? Because when they come in to be forgiven for their sins, they're going to bring their money. Which is a whole nother thing. Yeah. And we're not going to do that now. But we are going to take another break and we're going to come back with a prayer. And during the break, you're going to figure out what the prayer is going to be for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. 
Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and we're going to pray about change, change of mind. So this is for the, everybody who's listening to have a change of mind. Is it from something or to something or some dynamic? From one way of thinking to another way of thinking. So it's about, really, it's about your belief system and being open to making the changes. Okay. Okay. Or you and know me when I say doing the work to make the changes. Right, because you like the idea of work and you like the idea of purpose, and that's, that says a lot about Carol. And the prayer is not going to be a change because that, that implies that there's something that we want to get rid of now in order to replace it with something else. Uh, and there are, are people who are listening to this who already have an awareness of the oneness, mm -hmm. and the prayer for them is to deepen into it. So it will be an even deeper awareness of truth. And I'm going to say truth, capital T, because that is a divine spiritual truth. That's the nature of God that is truth. Everything that happens in, in, the, in the universe is truth. And there's a lot of ways that we can misperceive or distort or misunderstand truth and make it into individualized story, in which case it's my story and it's my truth, but it's a lowercase t because it's not the big deal infinite truth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this prayer is that everyone listening has an even deeper awareness of the infinite truth which includes our own divinity that that one that exists that oneness expresses itself as us and so that truth is available to us in those still quiet moments and that's going to be the prayer so as you're comfortable, close your eyes or go into a soft focus so we can turn away from the world around us and open ourselves up to that divine presence, that infinite power that is within. And we know that it's within because in the beginning, there was only God. There was darkness and void in God, which allowed God to say, let there be, let there be light. And the creative law responded, and there is light. And that light had to come from somewhere. And because there was only God, it had to come from God. And in fact, the creative law also came from God. It is God expressing itself as our manifest universe. It's the same story in the Big Bang. And the reason I bring that up is because if we don't like the idea of God or 
some omnipotent power. It's much easier to think of nature or science or the Big Bang or physics and the other ways to explain this. In any way we look at it, when we trace our lineage back far enough, we get back to that one instant of creation. Everything comes from that one. Everything, everywhere. That includes every person, every place. Everything comes from that one. And because we know that we come from that one infinite power and presence, we, we can conclude that that same thing must be true of me. That same thing must be true of everyone who is listening to my voice right now. Each of us is an individualization, a particularization of that one infinite power and presence, that one divine intelligence, that one love, that one source is revealing itself as everything and as us. So we have to claim that truth, that awareness, that that divine light of God's love is shining inside of each of us right now. It's shining through each of us, as each of us, in each of us. And as it does, the awareness of that truth fills us up. It comes even more fully into our awareness, into the awareness of each one listening to this right now. That awareness of the oneness, that understanding, an embodiment of the truth, capital T, truth, is unfolding for each of us now. It shows up in so, so many different ways. It shows up as aha moments. It shows up as insights. It shows up as a still small voice whispering. It shows up as a fresh perspective as we're taking a stroll in nature. The awareness of the truth that there is this infinite power and presence, this divine love unfolding as and through and in us it's happening now. It's happening for each of us. It's happening for all of us. This experience of awareness is happening now. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the awareness. I'm grateful for the influence it has on our individual experiences. The way that we think, the way that we feel, the way that we interact with others, the awareness of this oneness, this truth, brings a higher level of understanding to whatever it is that we're doing, to whatever it is that we're about. And I'm so, so grateful for it. I'm grateful for all of the wonderful ways that it's showing up. I'm grateful for the good that's expressing through our lives. And I'm grateful for the delightful stories as this understanding this elevation continues to rise. It continues to unfold. We can't just have a little of it and stop. It starts now and it continues and continues and continues. And so with gratitude for this good that's already unfolding, I speak this word of intention, of invitation, and I release it into that same creative law that has said yes since the very beginning. That same creative law that has created everything is now creating this. And so I let it be. And I know it's so. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Was that what you had in mind? <laughs> it's way deeper than what I had in mind. <laughs> Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. B-The-Light.com.
www.realprayer.com where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.